this, amen, we cast and carried, but it was because at seed time we understood that the Lord could do much more than this. And if you believe that tonight, give them a great shout of praise in this room and get ready for what God's about to do in your life. Now, I said praise him like you know something greater is on the way. Praise him like you know that where you are right now is not the end. Where you're going is much bigger. Somebody shout, the Lord can do much more. Much more than this. Oh, come on, take your seat. This is some good stuff tonight, is it not? And so we got to get that revelation because, man of God, it shows up in Scripture too many times. You know, our favorite, now unto him who's able to do. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever. Come on, we just dropping a few scriptures. This impartation night. Come on, come on, Psalm 115. Now the Lord increase you more and more and bless you and your. Is anybody in here? Come on, don't leave this one out. They and all these things, we are not just a conqueror. We are, come on, somebody. We are more, more, more. Whatever you're dealing with tonight, you're more than what you're dealing with. You're, you're bigger than what you're dealing with. You are huge in the spirit realm. And if you'll submit to the Lord, that problem will become water off a duck's back because the Lord can do how much, y'all? Are y'all still in church tonight? I said, the Lord can do how much? Much more. Not just a little bit more. Everybody say, much more. Much more than this. So, man of God, as I'm, I'm just doing this tonight, I also want the people of God to understand that this idea of the Lord doing much more than this really, 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 really is connected also to your character. Because there are three things that will stop the more in your life. Three easy things that you can just remember that will always stop the more in your life. If you believe for more, amen, stay out of these three categories. You stay out of these three categories, I'm a witness and an example, you will always be in more. <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all know this, but this impartation night, I'm, I'm wearing a Brightland watch. And uh, it, it, it's my favorite timepiece, I got to tell you. And I got a lot of them, y'all. I'm not boast. I boast only in the Lord. I'm sure I got 100 watches. But this is my favorite timepiece. But I want to tell you a story behind this watch because I was back in Huntersville, North Carolina one day, and I had went to my favorite jewelry store, and I was telling a lady about that watch and how I was just preparing myself to order it, and I so wanted to have that watch. And, you know, I really was looking at a Rolex and a Breitling in the store, and she gave me the Rolex catalog and the Breitling, and, you know, she's a great jeweler, and I just started telling this nice lady about, well, you know, I think I'm going to get ready to order that one. You know, I want the one with the tan face and, and, you know, and the nice lengths and, oh, God, and, man, and I just had that conversation with her. Well, now, about a month later, my, my big brother in the Lord decided that, amen, he was going to have something called a going in conference. Y'all going to get me in six minutes. See, we, my, my, we forget stuff too fast. I, I, I don't know, I, but I still remember what the Lord did for me. So he said he was going to have a going in conference. Now, all along, I'm in the jewelry store, and all of heaven is laughing at me. Y'all going to get this in a minute. Why is heaven laughing at me? Because heaven knows something about my future that I hadn't got the revelation of yet. <laughs> See, I was preparing to buy something that heaven wanted to give me. Y'all ain't going to get this. 
Oh, no, no, no. You need to understand the significance of this story. It was not just that I wanted a Breitling watch. It was that I wanted the one with the tan face. It was this exact watch. Y'all, there are a lot of Breitlings. It was this exact watch that, amen, I was preparing to order. Somebody say amen. But heaven had already put the order in. Y'all going to get this tomorrow by Monday night. Heaven, heaven was ahead of me. And what was that? Number one, the goodness of the Lord through my brother who bought it for me but watch this we never conversated about a Breitling watch we never talked about any of this but what is God saying to you tonight God says that there is a seed connected to your future that if you'll release it I'm gonna pay for stuff that you thought was gonna be on your tab I wish I had some help that's why you know you're gonna be dead free any day now come on somebody because not because you're going to pay for it. God's going to pay for it because the Lord can do much more than your Sunday morning tithe and offering. The Lord can do much more than what you're able to do. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Come on, shout about it tonight. Above all you could ever ask or think. Y'all, this is just impartation night. Is that all right, niece? Great anointing on you tonight. This is impartation night tonight. It's just time to understand the God that we serve. It's time to get down in it and know that, Lord, there's some things you know about me, that you know what I want, that you know what I desire, amen, that you know that I want to see come into fruition in my life. You know the kind of house that I want to live in. You know the kind of car I want to live in. Can we impart tonight? Amen. I was in Hobby Lobby. Y'all know the Christian store and uh, back in Charlotte. And, you know, uh, 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 I was walking around with my wife and, uh, you know, I just, you know, said something out of my mouth. Don't worry, we're going to get to the three things that stop you. But everybody say this impartation night. And so I'm walking around with my wife, Dwayne, and, you know, we walked through the Hobby Lobby. And for some reason, they had this model van in Hobby Lobby. And I picked this van up, and I looked at my wife, and I said, baby, I believe I want a van. I believe I just, I think it'd be nice to have a van. We could just travel and take the kids down to Florida and, you know, I was really planning to drive down to my brother this past summer, but how many of y'all know 18 hours make you get on a plane? You change your mind sometimes. You just, you said, ah, oh, that's all right. We'll drive to Rock Hill, North Carolina. Let's just use it for that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, for a minute, I, I got Gregorious and excited and all that kind of good stuff. But, brethren, I picked this van up and I said, man, I, I think I want a van. Everybody say impartation. impartation. All right. Now, when I said I wanted a van, all of heaven heard me. Y'all ain't going to get with me tonight. I said, when I said I wanted a van, every angel assigned to me heard me. Are you all with me tonight? Every angel assigned to me still remembered the time, amen, when I sold $50,000 into my brother. Every, 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 all of the heavens, they still remember. They still, y'all ain't going to get with me tonight. Oh, they still remember when Pop Gould wanted a new HVAC system and I sent them $5,000. They still remember all of that. They, they have not forgotten any time, amen, that we have released seed out of our life. They still remember that. So, man, the God said, I want a van. And so I picked this van up and then I just put it back. But how many of y'all know the heavens don't joke? No, no. That's why you got to watch your words. Amen. It was four days later, amen that a brand new conversion van popped up on my feed. Are y'all in here tonight? Amen. I go down to that dealership and the man tells me this van is brand new. It basically has about 15, not thousand, 
100 miles on it. Somebody bought it a month ago, literally 30 days, and they determined it was not what they needed or wanted, so they brought it back. It is brand spanking new with all the warranties, but we can't sell it at the new price because once they drove it off the lot, come on, y'all, it's impartation night. Once they did this, once they did that, it automatically put it in another pricing bucket. So the Lord gave me the brand new van, amen, come on, at two-thirds of the price that it would have cost. But before you shout, I wrote a check and bought it cash. I wish I had some help tonight. I, I didn't get a car. Come on, somebody. I didn't ask anybody if I could buy it. Somebody say amen because I understood the Lord can do than this. Woo! What do you have today that you're limiting God by? What are you looking at every day that makes you say, this is good enough? Let's leave well enough alone. Man, we going into the deep tonight. Is that all right? Come on, take your seat. Let's leave it like it is. Let's not worry about getting another. You know, Lord just blessed us with a new house, man. Why are we still thinking houses? What about the beach house? Do you have that yet? Y'all know that's my next big thing. You, you know, I, I got to get one because I got a man of God, amen, that needs to be able to just swoop away with his wife and stay there when he wants to. Y'all going to get this tomorrow night at 6. Somebody said, what about a condo down in Texas? Is that all right? So that every now and then I just come in and stay and lodge in my own space and place. Are y'all in this place tonight? Wherever y'all right now, take the limitations off and reconcile that the Lord can do what? So there are three things. Man of God, I'm getting out of your way tonight. Amen. Y'all held it off and waited for me. Is this all right tonight? There are three things that will always stop the more in your life. Number one, seed withholding. Seed withholding, y'all. This is so important. Seed withholding and the way you view the seed under the same caption. I want you all to see this, amen, and we're not going to get to every scripture tonight, but you all know that fundamentally the whole rule system of the kingdom works off of Mark 4 and 13, the law of seed, time, and harvest. Amen. J.B. Phillips' translation of Galatians 6, 7 through 9, 7 through 10 says, a man's harvest in life is totally dictated by the seeds that he sowed. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the bottom line, y'all. So anything that's missing in your life, yes, is a misinstruction, but the abundance in those things missing in your life is connected to something you would not release, something you would not part with, something that you held on to in a season by which you should have let it go, and now when the season came, when you wanted the watch, wanted the van, wanted the church, your pastor is a seed, so is he not? Amen. Amen. This is how we got in this church, because the man of God kept sowing his seeds. I know that's true because he sold them into me. I know it's true because I saw him sold them in, in, in other ministries. So uh, when it came time for harvest, when it came time to go down and find the building, amen, the heavenlies was waiting on you to speak. It was waiting on you to move into what God had already predetermined what belonged to you. But many people, and sadly enough, some may be watching online and in this room tonight, there are things missing in your life because in the times and windows by which you should release, you would rather hold on. Somebody say amen. 
the kingdom works. Amen. Off of this parable. Mark 4 and 13 says, he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all other parables? What parable? The sower, Cassie, soweth the what? The word. Every other parable, every other kingdom law starts foundationally with this one, and then we get into the mysteries of the kingdom. Then we get into other things you must do. Then you must love your neighbor as yourself. Don't that sound like seed time and harvest? Do unto others as you have them to do unto you. Don't that sound like seed time and harvest? Come on, Paul got in on the kingdom teaching too. What you make happen for someone else will God not make happen for, are you all in the room tonight? Do that sound like the law of seed, time, and harvest? There's some good stuff tonight. Bible just says it over and over again. Matthew 13, 24, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like, is like what? Like a man who sowed good seed. I taught this for the offering exhortation recently at KCC. Amen. It's not just that you sow seed. It is the magnitude of seed you sow. It must be a good seed. Are you all still here tonight? Well, how, how do you know it's good seed? Well, it's the attitude. God loves a, God loves a cheerful giver. It's the attitude, but it's also the magnitude of the seed if you're taking notes. <laughs> It's how I give it, but yes, it's also how much I give. 2 Corinthians 9, you all know it. We're not turning all these scriptures tonight. This impartation. You got to go back and get the tape. Amen, because we're flowing tonight. We're going to get you out of here. You waited on me. You were so sweet. But 2 Corinthians 9, come on, church. You all know it. Amen. He who sows sparingly, what's going to happen? They're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, everybody say magnitude of the seed. Somebody say magnitude of the seed. Amen. My brother taught me years ago the law of the significance, significance, significance. Amen. This conference, amen, uh, probably is already fully funded, amen, but it will be fully funded and then some tonight because we understand the law of the what? Significance. The magnitude, but it's not just seed, it's what? Good, 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 good. I like to use Bible words. Amen. The kingdom, amen, is like a man. Come on, you ought to put it in your notes. Matthew 13 and 24, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sold what type of seed? Good seed. Everybody say, I need to put a good seed in. Somebody say, I need to put a good seed in. But it's also how we view our seed. Come on. We're going to tell you the three things that stop you, and I'm almost done, y'all. How we view our seed. Now, let's just face it. The Pharisees and Judas, they had an issue with this woman, uh, the alabaster box. They struggle with some stuff. And we need to look at this because ultimately when we say the Lord is able to do much more than this and we get back to the nice thematic thrust, we understand that seed remorse is founded in your emotions driving the ship more than your spirit. How you feel driving what you do more than what you know about God. Because if you start leaning into your spirit and what you know about God, you're going to release something to God tonight that's going to change the course of your life and set you up so that you can decree something today and have it by tomorrow. You're going to just say, I want a van, and before you know it, you're going to have a van. I'm telling you all, heaven listens. <laughs> heaven has to respond to laws. They got to respond to seed time and harvest. Your man of God can get as many. Yo, has he ever gotten a Mercedes Benz? 
You know why he can get as many Mercedes Benz as he wants on any given Sunday, any given day? Because of this law of seed time and harvest and his spirit is so attuned to heaven. What he wants, what he desires. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah 65 that before you pray it, I've already granted it. Yeah. I'm already at work on y'all behalf. Y'all, I'm almost done. You still here? And, and so it's not just the seed you sow, but it's how you view the seed. Somebody say amen. amen. I want to tell you this is better than Sunday night football. Y'all better stay with me. Matthew 26, amen. And look at it in verse number six, and we're almost home. The Bible says it this way. When Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of what? Very costly, fragrant oil. Everybody say she had a big seat. Very costly, fragrant oil. And she pulled it on his head, poured it on his head as he sat by the table. But when his disciples saw it, everybody say, how do you see the seed? Come on, say it again. How do you see the seed? When his disciples saw it, his disciples, when Christians saw the magnitude of the seed that was being sold, y'all, this is so rich tonight, they were indignant saying, why this waste? Have you ever seen an offering and said to yourself, I don't need to put that much in. Because if I say I don't need to put that much in, I basically just said that would be a waste. If the pastor stands up and says, I'm calling for 10 people in the room tonight to give $1,000, and I have $1,000, watch this, widow with two mites, but the crowd, these gave out of their abundance. I have $1,000 in abundance, but I do not participate. Anytime you do that, you just said to God in the heavens that this seed is a waste and they have to retreat from what they were going to do in your future. They got to retreat from the van. They got to retreat from the pool and they got to retreat from the watch you've been looking at. The things that you want to see happen, the promotion, the elevation, the increase, abundance, and overflow, all those phrases we've coined down through the years, they have got to not oblige you in that area, amen, because seed tries, we'll be preaching it all week long, seed tries the heart. Yeah. Seed tries how you feel about God. Because it has nothing to do, nothing to do with God's ability to bless you because we've established tonight that the Lord can do much more. Much more than this. We've already established that God is capable of knocking your socks off. Y'all, do you understand that everybody in this room, if you believe you receive and work hard and be diligent and all those things that come with it, I won't be able to teach it all tonight. I might do some during offering exhortations that the pastor wants me to do. But if you'll work and you'll do the things God called you to do, do you understand there's nobody in this room, amen, that is forbidden from living in a gated community? Do you know there's nobody in this room that's forbidden to have all your tuition paid? There's nobody in this room that'll have a medical bill because you'll be healed from all medical issues because he rebukes the devourer for your sake. God doesn't want you to have monthly medical bills. Somebody say amen. And part of getting rid of the medical bills, one of the ladies who got in the aisle this morning to get rid of mental health conditions, she said it. She said, I'm tired of paying for all the medicine. She said, I'm done with it. I'm tired of paying for all the medicine. It costs so much. I'm tired of it. 
Amen. We laid hands, took authority over that spirit of schizophrenia. Somebody say amen. And I believe that that woman is completely healed in Jesus' name. And I believe that she's coming off of all medicine. Somebody shout hallelujah. It happened for a lady that sits on my front row every Sunday. She's been clean for 10 years. Came to the ministry on a cocktail of medicines. Somebody say amen. But she's been free of it. for That's blessing somebody tonight. Amen. Can we just do some impartation? I don't mean to break HIPAA laws, but if you're battling something in mental health, lift your hands right now in the name of Jesus. There you go. We take authority right now over those spiritual strongholds. We believe we receive it. We take authority, you devil. Isaiah 10 and 27, the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. And my sister, that wicked spirit, amen, of confusion in the name of Jesus and low mood and melancholy in the name of Jesus is broken in Jesus' name. Do you receive it by faith? Sister, if you receive that, you stand on your feet and you begin to praise God right now like you got the victory. Don't be cute about it. Open up your mouth and give him praise. Give him praise. Y'all help her out. You got to open up your mouth. Give him praise. Lord, I believe. Y'all help her out. Open up your mouth and give her praise. Give her praise. Give him praise. He who the Son says free is free indeed. Are you all still here? But you got to believe that. You got to believe that the Lord can keep my mouth. Lord can get me off of vapors. The Lord can do what? Much more, much more than this. So what's the first thing that'll jack a person up? First thing that'll keep you out? Seed withholding and what? How you see the seed. Number two, we're going home. Lack of obedience. Amen. Amen. This man of God in our text tonight told the young king, listen, don't go because if you go, you're going to lose. But I've already spent money on this. Come on, can we preach holiness for a little bit? But he and I already signed a contract to do the apartment together. We're going to get married next spring. Don't, don't do this, baby, because if you do this, he's never going to marry you. Somebody say amen. If you do this, you're going to come out worse off. Come on, somebody. Yeah, don't, don't do this. Don't make this decision. Don't go in that direction. Amen. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, they're going to charge me $1,500 if I break the lease. Sow it as a seed. I wish I had some help in here tonight. And go down there and believe for favor. Somebody say amen. Listen, I made a big mistake. Can you let me out of this? Well, we'll let you out, but you got to pay half. Take the half, amen. Take the seven fifty, dollars and I'll put the other half in the offering. And by next month, this time, I have $30,000. In my mind, back in my life, back because I'm not going down like this. You know why? Because the Lord can do much more. Y'all know that applies to a person too? The Lord can do much more. Oh, come on. He pushing you up against the wall every day. God wants to give you somebody that wants to hug you and love you and keep you. The Lord can do much more. Is that all right, man of God? Which one? Which one you want to tell yeah, man. Oh, God, man. Some years ago, man, God, I want you to hear this story. Man, there was a lady, amen, at a previous church, and, you know, she, she, she just decided to live right and do right and break up and not be with, you know, and, 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 and actually had gotten really born again and started paying her tithe. And uh, came and said, now, you know, Elder Rogers, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. But uh, I won't have nothing after this. My house is, gonna, is going into foreclosure. I told her, let it foreclose. Why don't you trust God? We got real buoyant. Let it go. It's just material. Trust God. See what he will do for you. That lady listened. She obeyed. By that following Sunday, she came to church. 
There was another man, amen, that said he had a house and he was looking for somebody to bless. He was looking for somebody to help. Y'all in this room tonight, he was looking for somebody to be a blessing to. I said, I know just the person. Are y'all in here? He put that woman in that house for half the mortgage. Y'all, she paid $400 a month for eight years, saved all her money, later on went on and got her brand new house with her sanctified self, loving God, on fire, and God blessed her because the Lord was able to do what? That's the story. That's it, y'all. That clock is down to five minutes. We don't got to get it all in tonight. I'll be back. Amen. The Lord's able, Gina, is he able to do? Can I show you one more passage? Come on, what's the first reason why people don't get blessed or why it stops? See, withholding and add the parentheses the way you see. How do you see? Why this waste? Why am I going to put $320? Pastor Rogers, don't you know I only have $500 to my name? That's why you need to sow $320. That's why you got to let it go tonight, baby. That's why you got to just go ahead and trust God with some stuff. Married couples getting ready to confer. Come on, it's increase night. This is what we call opportunity. Man, God said this is how we got last year. Is that right? Sowing at this time and in this space and at this. Come on. Is that right? And I could be wrong, but wasn't we in a different venue last year? I'm not trying to be passive aggressive. I, I'm serious. I forgot for a second. So last year this time, amen, we were standing up saying stuff like, man, I feel so bad for y'all. It's got to be bittersweet to know that you're getting ready to get up out of here. And we just got through preaching, don't postpone the blessing and all those kind of messages. And now you here? But what did he do right? Hallelujah. He believed God with a seed, amen, that was greater than what he could do on his own. Because the Lord was able to do much more than that storefront. Oh, man. Amen. That's why he moves you into 40,000 square feet and all the, all the echoing in the room and all the stuff. Because the Lord is able. Look at the people of God so happy. I love it. We're going to have a time this week. Everybody say, much more, much more. Come on, we're going home. Much more. The Lord's able to do what? What was the second reason, church? Lack of obedience. Can we get the third one out tonight? I'll be back tomorrow night, man. We're going to get y'all some rest. Boy, man of God, you know me and you, we kind of different. You know how we just be on fire and our people be tired. We could have another session tonight. Are y'all in here? Man, I'm not even ready to go back to the hotel. I, I don't know what's up, but is anybody in here that's saying, man, my praise waits for you, God. Have your way. Move in this place. Do what you want to do. Somebody give them a great praise right there. Lord, man, 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 Lord's able to do much more, much more, much more, much more than this. Man, we going home, man. But the third reason why, and this is enough, is because of covenant. We're going to deal with the heart this week. I hope y'all take my Christmas gift and look at, listen to it. Amen. Get your mind right this week. Everybody say, this week we're going to get our mind right. Y'all, I, I, I will not be preaching for formal fashion this week. I promise you, man, we, we came to go to work, baby. Amen. We're going to work this week. We're going we gonna to get your faith right because if your heart gets out of all of that wicked stuff, then you can believe for something. 
See, you can't release faith and be covetous at the same time. Cannot. Well, that's true. They're two opposing forces. You can't have what Romans 15, 13 calls the joy and peace My of God. believing and be lacking peace and covetousness at the same time. That faith don't work. That's an unbelieving heart. Faith will not work in an unbelieving heart. Nephew, I'm so on fire, man. This is like my fifth session today. Did you know I didn't put up any other ministers this morning? We had an excellent 7 o'clock class, taught 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock. It's just in me right now, man. It's just, are y'all with me? It's just all over us right now, man. It's so dynamic. Man, I might give y'all some of that this week. Our 7 o'clock impartation, amen, this was so good, Diamond. We talked about stop tripping up your brother. Bible talks about not being a stumbling block to others. Do you know the decisions you make can be a stumbling block to somebody else? Do you know why you should not get in adultery? Do you know that those pictures, amen, on that uh, dresser in that bedroom when you're in that illicit sex with somebody else's husband, you know that wife and that two-year-old and that six-year-old and that 11-year-old, amen, are being cursed and hurt by your decision? You cause your brother to stumble? Some of you leave church so fast and you, you're just so malcontent and you're inconsiderate of everybody else that's going to wonder where you are. He won me to the Lord and look at all, oh, come back tomorrow. You cause somebody else to stumble because of your decision. And all of that, though, really comes, amen, and this will keep you broke from a covetous spirit. Jealousy. Envy and jealousy, they're really two different things. We can talk about that one day. But envy and jealousy, amen, I really wish I had what you have. Are you all with me? Will lock you out of a harvest. You can't get it. You can't get it. You can't get it. You can't get it. I can't, I can't be upset, amen, <clears throat> about my brother and this wonderful new edifice, which is our sister church, yet and still his church, I can't be upset about it and help him get it at the same time. I, I can't be believing with him. Now, I could send some fake seeds his way. But I say I can't be believing with him. Are you all with me? Amen. And you know how much we can get done faster if both of us are in agreement? If one could chase a thousand? Two does? <laughs> Come on, preach the revelation some five, six years ago. We wrestle. Cassie, I think you twisted and turned it into a, a praise theme of let us exalt his name together. You know what happened? And you all did it so well tonight. The glory's in the room. But you know what happens when just, just us in this room, all of us get with one accord and start praising God at the same time, saying the same thing. Do you understand? God's going to take us out of our strengths. He's going to take us out of our resources. Amen. That's when you start splitting pulpits. Didn't that happen in Houston? That's when the glory starts really falling. That's when tumors just fall off for people. That's when people leave church sitting and clothed in their right mind. That's when the power of God does what it does. That's when you wake up tomorrow, watch this, to a seven-figure increase in your life because the Lord just dropped some wisdom in you, and now you can do something you couldn't do before. Man, there are billionaire ideas over your head right now if you stop limiting God. Now, come on, let's face it. If a witch can write Harry Potter while she is homeless, 
Do y'all understand where that woman came from? Nothing. Y'all can turn me down if you need to. But she's homeless. She has nothing. But she gets a brilliant idea from the kingdom of darkness. And now makes four, four hundred billionaire lists every year. And you are of the kingdom of light. You've been translated, Colossians 1, 13, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. And God don't have man come tomorrow night. God don't have no wisdom to drop into you. Come on. Man, if I had time. Y'all, we getting ready to wrap this up. Is this okay, man of God? Amen. But covetousness will keep you out of this. Can we flow for a little bit longer? Come on, 2 Samuel 12, and you got to see it in the Bible on this one because the Bible pastor literally says it, man of God. I mean, God just really, really wrote this out to really help us understand. And some of you know the story of, of David, amen, who coveted another man's wife. And when kings go to war, he decided to watch her take a bath. And then he summons that lady, stole another man's wife, had the man killed. Are y'all in here? But listen to what God said to my precious nurse. Listen to what God said to, to the man of God through the prophet over in 2 Samuel 12 and 7. Then Nathan came to David and said, you're the man. In other words, you're the one, amen, that got in this adultery. You're the one that jacked some stuff up. Amen. You missed it. You, you hurt somebody. Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king of Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. Listen to what God starts saying, though, because this really was the spirit of covetous. I gave you the big house. <laughs> I gave you Saul's house. I gave you your master's wives. You had all the women that one could desire in your keeping. I gave you the kingdom of Israel, all of it, and Judah. Northern and southern kingdoms all belong to you. Now, that's profound. I put them all in your hands. And if that had been too little, God Almighty, I also would have given you much if that was too, you, all you had to do was come back and talk to me because you know what? If I didn't give you enough, I would have given you, is, y is it on the screen? I would have given you much more, much more than this. So come on, the eternal, why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do this evil in his sight? What was the commandment of the Lord that he despised? Amen. He despised that one should not covet. Thy neighbor's wife. Period. Y'all, the literal law. He just broke that law. So the thing that's going to mess up your harvest. Oh, man. We're going to have a good week this week, man of God. The thing that's going to mess up your harvest <laughs> is how you see the seed which is going to make you withhold it. But then what's the second one, class? You just want to obey God. Man, and God told this guy, he said, in our text, come on, I'll be guilty of preaching the text tonight. Did he, didn't he say, don't go because the Lord won't be with you? Don't go to Israel because it's going to be a war in Hamad. You know, don't, don't go around there right now, baby girl. Just listen to me. He ain't my daddy. <laughs> That's how you get hurt, isn't it? Don't marry him. Get in marriage counseling. Come on. 
Come on, now listen to me. Do what I'm saying. I say this all the time to the KCCites. Now listen to me. Do what I'm saying. I say like my dad. Say what I'm saying. <laughs> now say what I just said. Are you all with me? I tell them, look at me and say what I just said. Now what did I just say? All right, now you can say that. Oh, that's childish. You don't talk to me like that. I don't need to talk to you like that because I don't have leprosy and you can leave now. And as my brother taught me years ago, amen, I love when he talked to people. Now, he never said this to me, but I know he's discipled other people. And one of his favorite sayings back then was, this could be our last conversation. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Because we're going to get in it tomorrow night. People forget we ain't like it. You know, when I'm preaching on increase, do you know I have increased? Do y'all understand that? You know, I've increased. No, really, I could wake up tomorrow morning and fly to Hawaii, buy a ticket tonight, and it not stress me out. You're not going to believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway. If I really wanted to buy a house in Houston tomorrow morning, I could, and it would not stress me out. So the stuff I was telling you about beach houses and Houston condos, that's not a pipe dream. That's one of those when you have time, just go pick it out type of thing. Y'all see where I'm coming from? All I'm trying to get you to understand is, is I got the revelation that the Lord can do much more than this. And if you'll say what I'm saying and do what we getting ready to do, you getting ready to increase tonight, baby. That ain't arrogant. Lift your hand if you know it's time to increase. in the Glory to God. But what? Stops the harvest. The last one, coveting. Some of us in this room tonight, we're going to save some for the rest of the week. That's enough. But some of us in this room tonight, and y'all, we'll pick some of this up and might throw it in another service as the main message or offer an exhortation. We're just going to let the Lord just do it. You know, I don't know what I'll talk about tonight. Just let him have his way. Amen. But that's enough tonight. But the truth is, y'all, the Lord is just ready to drop fatness on us. Are you all in here tonight? I said the Lord is able to do and ready to do drop fatness on you. And the Lord is able to do what? Much more than this. He's ready to drop Vanessa fatness. And he's able to do much, much more than this. My parents don't need me to say this. You all know he's coming off his job. I'm excited. I mean, I don't want to spill, spoil anything, but I'm excited for whatever, you know, is planned. And I'm going to be giving in to that. And that's going to be exciting. But do you know you can't come off and go into the work of the kingdom of God and decline? Do you, do you all know where that scripture is, nephew? It's in the book of uh, Jeremiah. It might be around 29, I mean, really, in 7 or 9 or something like that. Y'all Google it, see if you can find it. But the Bible says something like, you will not decrease. That's a revelation. You all know what it means when God tells you, you will not decrease yeah I believe it man of God and I'm saying that to you the people of God my brother has that revelation I'm telling you all when you release this seed do you understand that you will not decrease there is no such thing as trusting God with what you have and going backwards and I'm saying it's just going to be like that it's going to be we're going to receive the offering but it's going to be just boom 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 and when you look up, you're going to say, well, golly, the, the Lord, you know, he just really did 
what he said. Now, when I walk around this ministry, amen, this is so awesome, amen, you know, the, the, that, that uh, we, you know, these steps really, amen, this belongs to y'all. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like, these are your steps. Isn't that awesome, man of God? You know, we had the podium, but that's our step. That's your steps. This is your carpet, man. That's exciting, right? And the Lord brought you to this place, and did you know you will not decrease? <laughs> you will not go backwards. You know, this is awesome for a Sunday night just to get the saints together. Y'all know you can stay in this church to 1113 if you wanted to. You're not renting. You're not in trouble. Yeah, they found it for us. Praise God. You will not what? Decrease. This is a good one. Let's use this. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And what is God saying? What is God saying? I can do much more than this. I'm going to multiply you and you shall not be few. I will glorify, also glorify them and they shall. Is that all right? We'll use that one. There's another one out there too that says you won't. You won't decrease. It literally says that. This is good. We, y'all, we got all week. <laughs> We're going to be using all kind of word this week. This faithful vision. We closing. You got to go to work tomorrow. But um, with pastor's permission, I would like to receive a mighty offering for the kingdom of God. Now, before you start the writing and, and, and tapping into your phone and all that kind of good stuff, this is what I want to ask you tonight. Now, hear God and Please hear me because I believe God's talking to you. What are you able to do? What are you capable of? We don't want something that you're not capable of because you can't give something you don't have. But this is my challenge on increasing. I want you to go to the ceiling of what you are able to do and tonight to do it by This is so good, man of God. Can you just pay real soft right there? Just some anointed cords right in this space would be perfect. Married couples, I want you to confess. Rashid, senior sweet wife, you know, Lord's been good to you, hadn't he? I heard about some good things. Amen. So what are we capable of? But watch this. If he did that, and the word tonight was that the Lord can do much more, then what else does he want to get to? What else does he want to do? <laughs> Y'all, we, we, we discreet, but the Lord is, is just, you know, I've, I've been reading the Bible and it said, tell of his wondrous work. So you're going to have to testify sometime. And I, I, t I told our church, you know, some time ago, I said, guys, you, do you understand that my tithe now is literally, amen, my tithe weekly or biweekly is literally what my whole paycheck used to be. When I first started out in my mental health career, my tithe today is much more than that. Sometimes quadruple and, and much more and much more and much more than what a paycheck would be. What if God took your current paycheck that you made today? This is so good and made that your weekly tithe. 
Look at the people on the sound booth receiving hands flown in the air right off of that. What if that could happen in your life? I'm, I'm saying, if you, if you make $1,500 every week or whatever the tab is, I'm not trying to shame anybody, I'm not boasting, but you make $1,500 and that's your check, which means you would be tithing $150. What if your tithe turned into $1,500? Could you believe for that? I mean, that, that's what you're tithing. What if your tithe turned into $3,000? Could you believe for that? What about five? What about 10K? I love those Sundays. Yeah, I'm not boasting. I just want you to hear this, man. But I love it when, when Pam, Soraya, and, you know, like Candace or somebody, all of them close in the same week. Oh, I love, I love just bringing that chunk of change to the kingdom <laughs> and just giving it to God happily, happily. When the angel Gabriel company and all my counselors are doing what they do and, and their keep comes in, I just, I just love coming in and going, we're going to push it up today. Are y'all with me? Right? Yeah. And I thank God for my church that takes care of me. But the Lord can do much more. Wherever we are right now, if we just put ourselves on a whole new platform of thinking, you know, there are multiple levels of ministry. You know, so there's, there's Pastor Gabe Rogers who's well on his way and growing, and we thank God for that. You know, and then there are people right now, y'all, um, like, you know, Kenneth Copeland who, who got oil wells in his yard. Do y'all understand what that means? Pat Robinson, y'all know, like, these, you work at CBN, something like that? Yeah, these men, like, we talking billionaires. Just easy. Natural gas. Do you know what I mean when you selling natural gas out your field? Come on, y'all, we in Texas. <laughs> so what is that? All it is is men who believed that the Lord was able to do much more than this. I don't want to hold you any longer. You've been gracious. You waited on me. Thank you. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm excited about whatever the man of God says. Yo, I'm serious. If some people say this stuff, uh, you know, in off-color ways, I don't, I mean it this way. You know, if the Lord tells him to preach tomorrow night and that's where the word is, yeah, I'm just glad to be in the room. Tuesday night, same thing. I'm just going to be glad. Yo, if we just heal people one night or whatever the Lord doing, that's what I want. You know, this week, I want to pour it out like a drink offering. Paul said, I'm willing to be spent for you. I want to put it all out on the field, amen? Then go back home Thursday in the joy of the Lord, knowing that you got healed and delivered and set free and you got your mind right and you're not leaving the church. Somebody say amen and you're going to band together and build this kingdom branch. That's my assignment this week.